Welcome back to another episode here on Viewpoints. I'm your host, Jordan Voiles, and I'm sitting here with Dr. John Gerlock. And today we're talking about more of a simple faith and to not overthink it. So, John, what do you have for us today? Yeah, I think I want us to talk about the story in 1 Kings 19 about Elijah and this big contest he has with the prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. Pretty dramatic. Uh, you got this dramatic, hey, we're going to set up two altars. It's kind of a you know, smack that. I know you're into, you know, professional wrestling a lot. And so, you know, it's like, let's say, no, let's say it's like hockey. Okay. It's, it's like, no, it's not like hockey. So <laughs> yeah. Hockey's not staged. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's basically this big contest that he sets up because, Hey, we're each going to have an altar. We're going to ask our, our gods, you, mm-hmm. you, the prophet of Baal, you get Baal to bring down fire. I'm going to pray that God brings down fire. Basically, Elijah wins the contest. Uh, he says, "Hey, the Lord is God. You guys are the losers. Or you know, God's the winner. Yay, everything." And I've always thought, you know, so Elijah did a lot of thinking. He thought this was the best plan. Mm-hmm. He thought this is the best plan for God. This is the best plan for everybody. This is what you know. He wins this great victory, but then everything goes bad. At that point, and that's kind of what I want us to dig into today, because a couple things happen. He he becomes depressed, he becomes afraid, he becomes like, hey, he kind of kind of gets into a little self pity. Yeah. You know, God, I'm the only one who's been following you. I've done so much for you, and it's all turned bad. Because Jezebel says, "I'm going to kill you." Yeah. Interesting thing here that happens in verse um, chapter 18, verse 46, last verse of the chapter. He runs to the capital where Jezebel is after this big contest because I think he thinks everybody's going to turn to God. You know, how could they not turn to God? I had this great plan, they, and, and mm. Ahab didn't. Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you. I'm, she didn't turn to God. The people, shockingly, don't turn to God either right. because of this great miracle. And I think, you know, I think it's there's a lot here about when we think when we think and think and think and we come up with, this is our plan, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes we are trying to have control and not let God have control. And again, there's a there's a point, nothing wrong with thinking and not wrong with nothing wrong with having a plan, but at what point does faith come in right. to it, to go? Because if I think and it's perfect, do I need faith? I don't. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And that's kind of, I think, what happened to Elijah here. Yeah. It's... Uh, I don't know. Have you ever thought about that, about Elijah? Yeah, absolutely. This, this has not been a, I mean, the, this was not what God wanted necessarily for him to do. Sure. Yeah, no, especially I think in, in my generation, uh, you know, being a millennial, first off, we're, we always want control. We always want to know what's going to happen. Um, but you see this big wave, you mentioned miracles of kind of, the church and and where that's heading to now, it's like, I want to experience a miracle. And so that was actually my question for you is, what would you say to a generation like myself that is always looking for that big thing? And you're really talking about don't overthink it. Like faith is here for us, but we're always looking for that thing. And I feel like that's where Elijah was in kind of this situation. This was like a big show and tell moment. Mm -hmm. You know, he was even mocking their other gods, which is hilarious. Some good trash um, talking. Yeah. But what, what would you say, how do we build our faith on really the the foundation there, especially for me and, and people like me? You know, I think a real interesting passage and kind of 
talk about what Jesus said, there's this real interesting passage in Luke 16 where Jesus is telling the story about hell, mm-hmm. which, you know, there's not a lot of things that Jesus ever said about hell, but Jesus uses this, you know, the setting of hell of somebody who says, look, uh, you know, he's up in heaven and he's, he's basically, um, well, he, he's talking about, I see up in heaven, he sees Abraham. He says, hey, Abraham, come here. I need to ask you to do something for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, bring somebody back from the dead to my brothers who are still living so they will believe. And Abraham goes, you know, they've already got scripture. Yeah. They, they won't believe because of the miracle necessarily. Wow. So it's kind of interesting. I, th- I think it's easy for us to want to chase it, but I think you've seen it, and I know I've seen it, yeah. where somebody does have a big miracle, but then they kind of fade out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't, you know, like, I mean, I've known people have, you know, h- how did you ever get over that? Yeah. They got over it. Yeah. They got over it. It was a great miracle. I mean, have you seen that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I just think it's it's one of those things that are are rampant right now and, and you know, in the charismatic movement. And um, I'm so grateful you were recommending, you know, C.S. Lewis to me and studying him and just reading screw tape letters I was telling you before the podcast where he was mentioning that um, the enemy where they struggle the most is where they see believers where they there's no sign of God or maybe there's no sign of a miracle and yet they still believe. They still believe, yeah. And yeah. so that is huge for me to take and go, man, this is really the foundation of a faith of going, even when I don't see or feel like God's around, I have that faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have some takeaways for the listener today as well. Yeah, I think I think the first one to follow up what we were just talking about, you know, there was times I was, you know, it's kind of like I wish God would just, you know, right across the sky, I'm really real, you guys need to believe in me. But what the one of the takeaways from this story is that that wouldn't really do it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. In fact, everything's already been revealed that needs to be revealed. Scripture has already been given. Jesus has already come. Yeah. The truth is already there, and it's whether or not people are going to believe it or accept it. So I think we can, you know, it's, it's a trap. I think if you get caught up in just saying, I got to have a miracle for my faith. Um, and so I think to get our lives changed, I think the second part of that would be, you know, you know, I, I'm going to pray for God to do miracles at times, no doubt. But go to Scripture. Yeah. Really go to Scripture. If you want to, if you want to know God and have your life changed, go to Scripture. Go to God's truth. Everything you need is right there. Mm-hmm. Give you direction, instruction. Go right there. And don't don't get caught up in the other part of it. Yeah, why do you think it is that we have kind of just like neglected the 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 Bible? Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because we're expecting something, or we we are in that moment of like, okay, we have to see it? Because you know, Jesus says, "Blessed are those who you know don't see mm-hmm. and yet still That's, believe." Yeah, still believe. So, why, why, but why do you think that is? We're always looking for. The, could it be the entertainment industry that we're just always seeing these amazing things and? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, we want, it's it's the whole thing about proof. We want proof and, you know, but again, if you had absolute proof, then you don't need any faith. Yeah, very good. And so God's not going to set anything up that way at all. Um, It's just not going to be how he does that at, at all. And I think you think about it, we just have this great opportunity to, learn a lesson here about not overthinking it instead letting our faith be what guides us 
And I think the one other thing I want to cover was kind of what happens at the end of the story, which is God goes, let me show you myself. Mm -hmm. Basically, let me reveal myself to you. Mm -hmm. So here's Elijah hiding behind a rock or in a cave or something like that. And you have all these things that take place. You know, you have this whole thing about you've got wind and you've got earthquake, you've got fire. And it always says God's not in those things, which is interesting because, you know, with Moses, God was in that burning bush. Yeah. So these were all things of his power that he had used in the past. I kind of went through and every one of them, there's some place in the Bible, God showed himself through an earthquake right. or fire or, you know, great wind. But here it says, and God wasn't in any of those things. He was in this soft, gentle whisper, a still small voice. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think part of our big task is to be listening for that voice. So good. And not let it get drowned, drowned out, not let it get overcome with mm-hmm. all kinds of different things. And I think Elijah, I think he was saying, Elijah, you're looking for me. Yeah, we had fire from heaven. You won the big victory, but you're not listening to me. That mm-hmm. you need to do my plans, not your plans. Yeah. And bottom line, I think the big takeaway, final thought, is basically. Don't put God in a box. I mean, I think we put God in a box and we think, I hear this from people all the time, you know, well, if I was God, it should, you know, this isn't <laughs> fair. This isn't right. Yeah. We're not God. And so we think God has to be a certain way for him to be God. Right. And if he, it's kind of like against the definition of God. If he's God, he, you can't, you can't put, restrictions on him. You can't say, okay, you only can be this kind of God. Mm-hmm. God is God. He's supreme. Um, he's the one that makes the definitions. We don't make the definitions. Very good. And Elijah was having struggles with that. I think he was trying to put God, this is how I think God ought to be. Mm-hmm. And God was going, nope, you got that wrong. Wow. And uh, so. Thank you. And we do that, like you said, by reading the word, coming to church, being in a small group, just studying the word. And so what a what an awesome way to, to share that. One other thought. You, you had said, why do we not, I never answered that question, why do we not do scripture? You know, one thing I've, I've, I've tried to do now on Sundays, like to read the whole passage. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing that <clears throat> the whole idea of, I thought, why would we not just emphasize scripture? Yeah. And, you know, if the sermon's terrible, you know, if it's really, really bad, <laughs> hey, we read scripture. Yeah. And it's, we got truth there. And so mm-hmm. why would we not do that? Right. So I, I think that's something you're exactly right. That's something we've got to mm-hmm. definitely emphasize. Absolutely. Well, Pastor John, thank you so much. We're still in our sermon series, you know, Letters to Future Self. And we're really dissecting this, this, this thought of how do we get closer to God? How do we we train ourselves to really look at the scripture and, you know, have good advice for, for our future self and hopefully to be better as, as time goes on. So again, thank you, John. So listener, we're so grateful for you and we hope to see you next time. God bless.